Amen. <laughs> oh my goodness, this sounds like the club. Like, please. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Whew. Jesus. Please turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 38. I'm going to start in verse 18. Um, and while y'all are turning, I just want to say that I'm really glad that Pastor Monty gave this topic because I definitely, before this moment, thought praise was a fast song. So I'm really glad to know that it's not just a fast song at church. All right. <clears throat> Indeed, Shul cannot give you thanks. Death does not praise you. Those who descend into the pit do not anticipate your faithfulness. The living person, the living person, he gives you thanks as I do today. A father tells his son, about your faithfulness. And just to kind of like contextualize where we are in the Bible, Hezekiah was the king and God sent Isaiah the prophet to let Hezekiah know he's about to die. I don't know about y'all, but if God sent somebody else to tell me I'm about to die, I don't, I would just be so freaked out. And in this time, death didn't mean the same thing that it does to us now. Like now Jesus has died. We have 66 books that let us know that there's life after death, all the things. But back in the Old Testament, if you think about things like Job, if you just think on how they thought about death, they thought it was separation from God. Like there's nothing after I die, after I leave this earth, there's nothing. And so I could only imagine the mind frame Hezekiah was in when the prophet was like, you about to die. But he turned to the Lord and the Lord gave him 15 more years. And this is the poem of praise that he writes. And praise is so powerful because it really starts to usher us into places just like Christian just talked about the battle of Jericho. Like the praise ushered them into victory. And where we see in this chapter of the Bible, Hezekiah, his praise ushered him to two places. One, repentance. And so in verse 17, it says, look, the grief I experienced was for my benefit. You delivered me from the pit of oblivion, for you removed all my sins from your sight. When Hezekiah first found out that he was about to die, he was mad at God. He wept bitterly in the presence of the Lord. I don't know if y'all have ever wept bitterly, but I have. Like, Lord, I don't know how the heck you got me in this situation, and I have to say that you are still good. But the truth is, God is still good, whether we see it or we don't. And so Hezekiah comes to this place where he realizes that God is good, despite the facts that he almost died. And he delivered him. He did something very, very physical. But there was a spiritual component in it. Because when we come to a place of repentance, a place of mind change about who God is, our whole life changes. We change direction when we come to a place of repentance. And I thought that was so cool. And so he comes to this place of repentance, and then he says, Shul cannot give you thanks. I don't really think I'm saying that word right, but it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> and so just like I was talking about, Shul is the, the resting place from the dead. Um, and so Shul does not give you thanks. Death does not praise you, and those who descend into the pit do not anticipate your faithfulness. And I was kind of like, man... I feel like he kind of repeating himself. And so I actually went to, you know, like a good Christian would who's studying their Bible. I went to Blue Letter Bible. Um, 
and figured out what these words meant. And so when he says shul does not give you thanks, shul can, when you're in a place of spiritual deadness or physical deadness, you cannot profess the name of Jesus Christ. Death does not praise you. You cannot boast in the Lord. You cannot be glad in who he is and give thanks for what he has done in your life. And those who descend in the pit cannot anticipate your faithfulness. God, when we are on this earth, God is our hope. Because we still have breath in our bodies every day that God wakes us up. We have hope. Whether our circumstances are good or they are bad, we have hope. And our hope is in Jesus. And so this brings me to the second place where Hezekiah's praise brought him, which is the place of dedication. He says, the living person, the living person, he gives you thanks as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. And then if you skip down in verse 20, it says, we will celebrate with music for the rest of our lives in the Lord's temple. And so he comes to this place where he says, I'm going to make a daily dedication that my life will be praise unto the Lord. And I was like, God, what, what, what does that mean? I was like, and he truly brought me to a place and he was like, boast in me. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm boasting you. Yeah, God is good. God has been good to me. But he brought me to 2 Corinthians chapters 11 and 12. I encourage you guys to go read it. But it's really talking about Paul. Paul is talking about boasting in his weakness. And God asked me this question, and it really wrecked me. He was like, will you boast in the most shameful parts of your life? The answer was no when he first asked. But after a lot of prayer, Today, my answer is yes, because I want to tell you guys about where God met me. When God met me, I couldn't sleep more than four hours because the anxiety was ruling my life. And the only thing that made me feel anything was my addiction to pornography. And I'm standing here today boasting in the most shameful pieces of my life. I am boasting in the most shameful pieces of my life because I want God to get the glory from all of it. I want God to get the glory from every piece. I don't care if my grandma see this. I don't care if my mama see it. I don't care if my coworkers, some of them are in the room. I don't care if this changes how you see me. But if anybody in this room is struggling with addiction or is stuck in a place where they are spiritually dead, I am here standing to tell you that God can get the glory from your life. Guys, I, I just got to be real. I never thought this, this moment would happen. I never thought my life could look like this. But God. And so, last point. Um, I asked God, okay, like, I can understand a boast in my weakness, but what does it really mean to boast in you? And he took me to Jeremiah 9, verses, I think, verse 24. 
If people want to boast, they should boast about this. They should boast that they understand and they know me. And they should boast that they know and understand that I, the Lord, act out of faithfulness, fairness, and justice in the earth. And that I desire people to do these things, says the Lord. And so I challenge each and every one of you guys today to make a dedication that your life will be praised because we, because we have breath in our bodies, we get an opportunity to decide that I'm going to be a billboard for God's goodness. It doesn't matter what my life looks like because guess what? God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so even if I don't understand how God is going to do it today, I know he did it before. I know he will do it again because my God is faithful.